Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Before we jump into today's episode, I've got a couple of announcements to make. First of all, this episode is brought to you by McDowell Mountain Music Festival, happening this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Hans Park in Phoenix. So it's a three-day-long festival. Music, local music, internationally known bands, nationally known bands, you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, three different stages as well as great food and drinks. Oscar Blues is the official beer vendor for McDowell Mountain Music Festival this year, so you know you're going to get some great beers there. Some of the bands include Margot Price, Empire of the Sun, I'm Freeze McGee. One I'm really looking forward to, Friday evening, a band called Mount Joy. So in my opinion, it was my favorite album, favorite new album, favorite new band of 2018, Mount Joy. So um, even if you're not going to go to the festival, which you should, uh, check out Mount Joy. Check out McDowell Mountain Music Festival at m3ffest.com. So it's going to be in the show notes as well. Check it out. See who all is going to be there. It's where you get your tickets as well. Also, Beer School 8 presented by Blue Pint Society. That's going down this Sunday at Oso Gilbert. So Oso is going to be there. Ren House, Goldwater, Crush Craft Cider. You can't lose with this beer school. I mean, all the beer schools are awesome, but... Super excited about this one. We're going to be there as well, so we're going to be all set up. You guys can jump on the mics, and hopefully early on rather than later, because you're going to get a total of five pints, uh, as well as appetizers throughout this uh, beer school. So starts at two, ends at five. Get to hang out with a lot of like-minded beer people like yourself for a few hours at a great location, learning cool shit about beer, and it's for a great cause. So there's going to be swag bag raffles as well. Tickets are $45, worth every penny. Go to bluepintsociety.com forward slash events to get your tickets or just check the show notes. Plus, to sweeten the deal a little bit, anybody who buys a ticket starting today will be entered into a drawing to win your choice of a Tap That AZ shirt or hat. This is for Tap That AZ listeners. Um, If you get your ticket, take a screenshot and send it to me. Send it to me in the the DMs (laughs) or... Uh, send me an email, eric at tapthatazy.com. So if you show me that you got your ticket um, really anywhere, which is today, the 27th of February forward, you'll be entered in to win a hat or a shirt. All right, let's get into this. In this episode, Liz, Luke, and I sit down with Brandon and AJ from the Inkle Do podcast to discuss our plan to record a miniseries about us all preparing for and obtaining our certified beer server cred- uh, credential from Cicerone. So... As you'll hear in the episode, Liz already has hers. So yeah, Liz, you're special. You're awesome. (laughs) So she'll be guiding us through this as well as preparing herself for the certified Cicerone credential. So stay tuned for more information in the coming months for the miniseries, which we're going to record over over the series of a few months. Um, And hopefully that's going to help educate you on on your own beer knowledge as well as maybe even get your own certification. So let's tap into getting sissified. Yeah, let's go. We're here. We are at Mesquite River Brewing, not Mesquite River Brewing Company. It says right up there that's on it. the yeah. sign. I know yeah. how to read. That's why they let me teach. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is right. So we've got something cool here that we're talking about. Uh, Mesquite River is on Scottsdale Road and Thunderbird. This you guys, everybody's first time here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, what's well, let's meet everybody first. Let's start with this gentleman here who wore the same shirt as I did. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> And it's not like a. This is part of being a ruggedly like a, good-looking man. It's not like a U of A, you know, like an ASU shirt. This is like a like a 
What is flannel. that? Flannel. It's yeah. a flannel. It's Manly. a picnic table cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So want to introduce yourself, sir? Yeah, so I'm Brandon Ray. I am one of uh, the two of Inkledoo. So we run a podcast uh, where we talk, mainly we drink beer, have coffee, wine, whatever, and then have good conversations, or at least we think they're good conversations, whether anybody else does or not, we don't know yet. So. Yeah, not a whole lot of feedback yet, but we'll get there. Maybe you'll never know. Yeah, that's I'm okay with that. Either way, we like drinking beer and talking, so yeah. we figured we'd just record it. There are yeah. worse ways to kill your time. Right, that's right. Which segues right to yeah, you, right? so uh, I'm AJ Enfield. Um, Brandon and I are cousins. Um, he is a coffee roaster, and uh, we decided to do a podcast as well and just sort of tie it all in as part of one company. Um, and so I'm basically here because people will continue to put mics in front of me and Apparently, no one has told me I need to stop talking yet, so I guess I'm allowed. Well, and you drink a lot more beer than me. That's accurate. So <laughs> I <I've, laughs> force him to expand his palate on beer, and he forces me to actually drink coffee, which is something I fought for a long time. Really? Just and, black coffee, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then energy drinks nearly, like, took my blood pressure one day. I was like, oh, that's perfectly healthy for a 70-year-old man, and I'm... <laughs> In my late 20s, this is probably... Yeah, in World War II. Yeah, that's... <laughs> exactly. I, I've got the blood pressure of someone surviving the Blitzkrieg now. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a great introduction to you, AJ. Awesome, man. <laughs> yes. This gentleman over here. My name is Luke Irvin. I run a digital marketing company doing, you know, photography, video, web development. And I work with you, Eric, of Tap That AZ Podcast, helping out over there. Heck yeah, man. He's the guy. He's the guy that's always... Taking the pictures, doing the videos. I know people feel like that. superstars. It Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a distinct change in the style. Like it, right? It's noticeable. It's, a, it's another level. Yeah. yeah. I told him, I'm like, dude, you make my shit look professional finally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You make us look good. <laughs> yes, yes. And finally. Hi. I a familiar am, voice. Hi, everybody. It's Liz Lindbergh here. I am the co-host of Tap That AZ, a beer connoisseur, a lover of all things fuzzy, hoppy, and delicious. Fuzzy. <laughs> Not the fuzzy beers, though. That's Maybe. a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. the, actually, some like the wild ales, I guess, would get fuzzy, right? They do get fuzzy. They yeah. leave like a fuzz on your teeth, and you're just like... Mm, yeah, let's let's. So let's you go weren't for this. kidding when you said you fear no beer. I fear absolutely no beer. I don't have a favorite. They're all my favorite children. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. AJ had to refrain from laughing that, into the mic for that one. That is, a, that is such a great teacher line. <laughs> yeah. I am such a teacher. I have my favorites. I'll never tell them who's my favorite. Absolutely, that's yeah. key. But they can all keep you know an open mind. Why you need good healthy competition. <laughs> Especially among children. They, well, that's but what here's the thing. Like, we, we don't need everybody to have they self-confidence. They do know. They know. They know. No, I don't no. actually say it, so I don't need to confirm it, but they know. They know. It's like in kids' sports when they don't keep score. You know what the score uh-huh. is. Everybody knows what the oh, score yeah. is. Yeah. We're not keeping score, but we're down by two. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we are here for a reason. We are going to do um, – this is – I don't even think I told you guys about the miniseries number two that we've – talked about we didn't even need to talk about that uh, yeah no yeah, yeah i wanted yeah. to pitch it but we were just full bore on uh, on this one so which was the second show i want no, the first one the first show sorry no guys i'm so bad <laughs> what, at this what did we just talk about <laughs> so brandon come on dude <laughs> oh no so what did we this we just talked with. about uh what are we gonna do as a team here cicerone 
Cicerone. Right? Get yep. into that beer. Sissified. We're going to get sissified. Liz is already sissified. Pink shirts that say sissified. I'm going to spell it with the C, you know? Yeah. You know what? At the end of this, I just need to get your shirt sizes and I'll make it happen, Captain. I'm 100% okay with that. I think you should totally do that. I got daughters. My whole house is full of girls. I'm perfectly okay in pink. Love it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. I really so we're think we need to hang on to that moniker, Sissify. Oh, we're going to do that. that. Yeah, that is. It's going to go in my. Gonna it's going to go in my vocabulary. My vocabulary list with you my know flavor it. <laughs> Listen, folks. Um, t- we really can comprehend uh, actual English language, but not right now. Uh, Liz so yeah. is like seven deep into a, like a seventy flight. I've got. Uh, I know. <laughs> Listen, this is like a this they, is like a cross section of like a redwood. Like that she's getting this flight from right now. <laughs> It's mesquite I've, rib. You, but you remember that one mesquite? people used to drive through in California? Yeah, exactly. It got chopped down. It got chopped and now down. It's here. Yeah. And now it's served to me with some really fun beers. <laughs> yes. No, I've got a nine beer flight in front of me, and I'm down about four and a quarter. Uh, and I'm not mad at this. So. <laughs> you know what? Well, that, that's What's everybody drinking? Because the beer here is. Well, if she goes Fantastic. through hers first, then we'll all have been covered already. Well, right. Yeah, yes. I know, right? Well, I'm actually taking like some notes and things like that because um, I, I, I guess I can definitely speak my mind when it comes to beers. I know what kind of flavors. It was funny. I was talking to Eric a while ago, and I was like, mm, I can taste stone fruit and pineapple in there. And her ear's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I, I can't. I this in there? Like, what is this? Yeah. That's so, yeah. what I want. So we're going to yeah. get everybody Cicerone certified. Yes. And on... Um, and I don't do this just to impress the boys. I just do it because I love beer. Yeah. But, yeah, what is everybody drinking? What's everybody having? Luke, what do you got? I Luke, am drinking? drinking a Honey Bee Blonde Ale. Mm-hmm. And that has Cluster, Liberty, and Willamette hops. Is it good? It is very good. I like it a lot. It's nice and refreshing. Yeah. kind of beer I like. You do. You do like the blondes. And yes. The, yes. Literally. Honey has a nice beer watch, too. right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I do have a blonde girlfriend. I was going to say, you do. <laughs> I make her drink blonde beers as well. Your girlfriend's so sweet. <laughs> exactly. I met her she at is. Strong Beer Fest. Oh, really? She is so much fun. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yes, I'm very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I did that on purpose. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. AJ, what do you got? Oh, so I've got the uh, their Session IPA, which has, as best I can tell, looking over the list, Every hop. Uh, let's see, we got Cluster, <laughs> Columbus, Centennial, Cascade, and Simcoe. Um, and it's, I'm a big fan of IPAs. They are kind of, uh, when I first came to the realization that there was beer uh, other than the $5.30 packs yeah, that, yeah. that were constantly in my house growing up. That's our family. Yeah. yeah. We're ice chests and 30 packs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everyone brings their own English ice coolers. chest. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yep. IPAs were kind of the, the first beer that I really <laughs> drank purely to enjoy. Uh, and this is a good one. It's got, uh, it's actually kind of got a little bit of that bite to it that I kind of like. I, I like an IPA where I kind of feel like I'm getting punched in the face while I drink it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like to know that there's something really there. Yep. And this definitely has that. I, I'm enjoying this one a lot. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah, I AJ. went with the. That's uh, all right. <laughs> this good. guy, the mirror image of me right now with this shirt. Yeah. Glad uh, I didn't wear a hat. I went with the Greasewood Brown <laughs> Ale. Uh, I'm. It was good. Yeah? Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I want to do Cicerone is because I don't know how to talk about beer. Like, yeah. I thought that was delicious, and I would order it multiple times over, uh, but I can't tell you why I liked it so much. So That's the key part, though, the right. fact that you like it. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, it, was, yep. it was excellent. The cool part about when you do get it, and we'll kind of dive into this a little bit 
you know, later in the conversation, Cicerone isn't necessarily just all about like the flavor. It's all about how you interpret the flavor as well. Right. And that's something that necessarily, not necessarily like Cicerone can actually teach you. That's almost like an innate kind of thing that you can do. So the more beers that you try, the mm-hmm. more like vocabulary that you think of. I mean, I'm a teacher, so it's just like the more that you kind of like try and pull out the different words that you can. Right. Like even think about color, smell. Smell yeah. sometimes is different than flavor. So I mean, the more that you get acclimated to that, the yeah. easier it comes to you. And we correlate, so like we do it in coffee, right? I'll, yeah. A whole lot, but we correlate it to something that you've experienced in the past. Right. So it'd be like, this chocolate, I don't know what kind of chocolate. I can't say, oh, this is Baker's chocolate on the finish, but I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, I've had that really dark candy bar, and it tasted like that. So then we say, okay, it's dark chocolate, and we're good with that. So right. whatever you experience in the past, then be able to correlate it. But you know, with beer, for some reason, I just struggle with being able to pick out something to correlate it to because it confuses on my palate. So, yeah. I, but I didn't start drinking beer till I was twenty six or twenty seven or something like that. So I have very limited experience with it. So. Yeah, with this is the perfect opportunity. This is yes. the table Ta-da. to be at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what we're doing is we are going to we're going to do a mini series where what we talked about what seven episodes mm-hmm. coming up. So we're going to be attacking these over the next few months, and basically our journey through well most of our journeys through the certified beer server certification for Cicerone, and Liz is going to be going to level two. Leveling up. Leveling it up, yes. Dang. So she's going to be kind of our guide in this. Um, teacher our, becomes our the student. Teacher. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. indeed. So, well, so share your experience a little bit, Liz, on, because we'll kind of go through the um, outline of it, kind of the things that are, but what was it, what was it like? Why did you why did you do it? Let's start with that. I did it. Um, so I started working for the Whining Pig about over a year and a half ish ago. Um, coming out of education, um, I needed a brain break from from being in the education circuit, and I thought, hmm, why not get into beer? Because uh, what all teachers huh? need. Uh, <laughs> Frosty adult adult beverages. So so I got into it, and I realized that this was not just, you know, going to be a bartending gig. I fell in love with craft beer. I fell in love with the process. I started doing home brewing myself when I was early in college. I've always loved the process. I've been like a chemist and a scientist and trying to figure out, you know, what goes into each ingredient, or can I figure out what's going into this? So, um, And I quickly realized while I was working at the Whining Pig that, it's going to be really tricky and really hard on my liver to uh, try and figure out all a hundred and you know something beers. So I figure, okay, so I'm going to get into this. I'm going to get into this craft. I'm going to understand the process. I'm going to understand this, but I need to sell it to somebody. And it's not to sell it to like make a dollar. It's just I want to make sure that if I'm going to give you a beer, I want you to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like don't just try and choke it down just because I said, oh, this is a great beer. No, you <laughs> need to like. I want you to understand that you that people are going to find beers that they're going to like, and that it's not for the breweries or it's not for you know the distributors. It's for the the person. It's for the consumer. Yeah. It's for somebody who's mm-hmm. going to enjoy their beer, and Experience. because that's what I wanted to yeah. do. That's yeah. part exactly. of craft too. You know, like that if they is. put all that work into making the beer craft, like. You should be able to enjoy the craft and talk about it and sell it and stuff like that. So that's, Absolutely. that's why we work in craft beer. Right. You know? Yeah. So one of my uh, other bartenders from the Whining Pig, she was Cicerone certified, and I thought, oh, that'd be great. Just like just to have, you know, continuing education. Because I'm always mm-hmm. a teacher and always trying to strive for, you know, some other, you know, higher learning 
you know, I'm not going to go get my master's in doing this stuff, but at least I can do something that I can do on my own time that's going to be enjoyable for me. You know, it's not like studying for your algebra test, which my students absolutely loathe. And so it's just like, I want them to enjoy, you know, something. So that's what I tried to do. And so that's what I got into Cicerone. Um, I got the materials. I did the session. I, I learned about it. I learned from my reps. I learned from the brewers. I've learned from everyone. I just took all that encompassing education and just kind of like went with it. And I think it honestly made me a better bartender. Um, Absolutely. I've had like, I mean, I can talk to a brick wall. Literally. You put me in a corner and I can have a conversation with the brick. And it's. I've been challenged and I've done After it before. After enough beers, you're going to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After a few beers, I probably should do that. I yeah. shouldn't talk to anybody yeah. else. I should just go talk to a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Put me in a personal timeout. So, so, I mean, if I'm going to sit there and I'm going to try and give somebody a good experience, not just at my bar, but with me, and they're going to be spending their hard-earned money on possibly like an $8 beer, I want it to be yeah. worth it. Absolutely. So, so whenever you come into, you know, see me, if I'm, you know, bartending, if I pick up a gig at Irene's tap room or, you know, where else, if I do guest parting, I want them to understand that, you know, I'm not just here to like get you a beer. I'm here because I want, because you're here and you're here with me and I want you to experience something that's really kind of like cool, somewhat magical, but yeah. at the same time, you know, <laughs> enjoy your beer. So, mm-hmm. so if you ever sit next to me and you're not into craft beer, um, I always just play kind of 20 questions kind of style, you know? So do you, you know, what do you, what would you be drinking if you're at home right now? Which typically is like the first question that I ask. I'd be drinking a Coors Light. I'm like, get out of my bar. No, I'm just kidding. No, so I'd say that's something like... That's the inside like, voice. That's the inside voice. So then I just kind of like play off on what their likes are, what their dislikes are. If they're really not sure about what they want to drink, I say, okay, what don't you want to drink? Let's kind of like eliminate that. And so... Right, and yeah. so the Cicerone program kind of like highlights that a lot, but also highlights a lot of other things, like how to serve a beer, how to pour a beer, what kind of glassware does it belong in? Um, do you do it as a, how do you pour a nitro beer? How do you, yeah, I mean, there is just the whole spectrum that you get to get into. Um, and so later on in our podcast, I'm actually going to be giving these guys a little quiz. A quiz, you can uh-huh. make them difficult too, I'm gonna right? I'm going to make it tricky. Yeah. It's only yeah. 22 questions. I won't make it too difficult. Or, you know, painful. Looks like looking at me like, oh, no. But yeah, exactly. I don't know how well I'm going to do with that one. Luke's like, but that's okay. You're sitting, you're sitting right in like the eye shot of, of my laptop. So that's true. That's so okay. I can cheat if I have to. Yeah. Listen. Oh, I'm gonna, you answer the questions first. That way we can go ahead and jump I'm in. I'll hold it down you, for all of us. Right? I'm going to tell you what I tell my students. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I'm totally true. kidding. That's <laughs> totally something that I live by. Totally kidding. I'm not. It's only cheating if you're caught. Uh, that's right. Oh, ooh, that yeah, caught you weren't a very good cheater. Coming from the teachers, that's real scary. Hope for Jeez. the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want to add in really quick, though, is that, like, I think that's so important for Arizona. Like, I think the service aspect, so we're seeing, like, an explosion in the craft beer. So the product is getting good. But, I mean, we've been to a ton of places. We still have all the chains. The service is not good, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. there's so many places you can go. Sure. You're not going to get a good recommendation. You're not going to get anybody who knows what they're talking about. You know, coming from coffee, like, it drives me crazy. Like, you can't even get people, like, working in a bar is, like, one of the coolest places. Just like working in a coffee shop. You can't even get them to smile at you, you know. Yeah. Like, so yeah. having something where you love it, you know what you're talking about, and you can actually enjoy and engage in a conversation. That's I think that's huge for the bar, the brewery, for everything all around. So yeah, there's a ton of value in this. So there's four levels: the Cicerone, right? Mm. So yeah, it's part of the quiz. Oh, but go for it! I want to test your knowledge. Go. What do you mean? 
You're you testing my knowledge. What are the four questions. levels? Yeah, tell me what the four levels are, Eric. Server. Uh huh. Level one. AJ has a question. No, no, questions? I was just keeping track of your. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he's raising his hand. Uh, server level one, advanced, and master. Mm, okay, well, we're going to have to test that later, see if you're right. Oh, I thought I was answering uh, I'm just kidding. Right yeah. I don't give out the answers right away. Come on. Well, well, what's interesting is there is now, the, the, it's cool because on the Cicerone.org website, there's a, a, over 112,000 certified Cicerones. That, that includes all levels. It's huge. Only 18 master Cicerones. Isn't and I read wild? that they created the advanced level just for all the people who failed the master. <laughs> Yikes. That's not their, that's not probably wrong. not their description on the website, <laughs> but that is my, that's my their selling point. Yeah, that's, that's my summary. Yeah. Indeed. Not good enough for this. Well, we you got fail, this we'll for make you. you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you know anything about the background of Cicerone? I know it's, I mean, it's obviously an, uh, like a, um, What's that called? Like a governing board? Not governing. But it is a certification program. Yeah. So there is a database. Um, it is a professional um, certification. Um, so you can legit have this on your uh, resume. I highly recommend it if you do, especially if you're going to be spending money on taking this, you know, education yeah. educational course. Um, there are some other fine dining restaurants that will not hire you if you do not have a cicerone. It's kind of on. It's if people don't know what a cicerone is, it's kind of like the sommeliers for craft for beer, not mm -hmm. necessarily for craft beer, but for beer. Um, and it's it's very. Um, highly decorated um it's it's nationally known it's internationally known um there will be uh professional developments across the country um and i know that a lot of uh distributing companies um small breweries will pay for this you know professional development program for you so um so i'm even just going to kind of read you a little history here um, and this is from the Cicerone.org website. Anyone can call themselves an expert on beer, but when consumers want great beer, they need help from a server who really knows beer flavors, styles, and service. Which is basically like what we've all kind of like touched up on. So yeah. some of the cool stuff is, you know, kind of, you know, paraphrasing in here. Um, it was founded by longtime brewer and beer expert Ray Daniels. Um, he uh, has been a veteran of the craft beer industry, and Daniels brings more than 25 years of brewing, judging, studying, and writing about beer to the task of managing the Cicerone program. He knows his shit, basically. He yeah. He's played this game program. once or twice before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love this quote, and I've actually seen this quote before. This is one of my favorites. The Cicerone staff are a beer-loving people. Beyond work, nearly everyone does things with a beer-related spin. Homebrewing, cooking, travel, even beer tattoos. Indeed. Liz's beer tattoo. I do have a she beer tattoo. Oh, no. I just do. One? I have. I thought it was multiple. Ones. No, just one. Just I got a little hop, hop cone. Hop. There you go. This was after <laughs> yeah. uh, a fun night of brewing um, with the women's brew up at Lumberyard two years ago, um, and Aaron Dubel uh, from Hus Brewing, Michael Ann Arntz from the Shop Beer Co, and I uh, decided to take a little stroll into downtown Flagstaff and do some fun things. So I got a tattoo. Someone got a nose piercing. Things got great and weird and fun, and I ended up driving back down the hill with a tattoo. <laughs> so That's awesome. right. And that was the night that we brewed with... Uh, that, was. that was. The day after was the day we brewed with Dark Sky. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's yep. when we did the uh, Tap That Azul. Yeah, Tap yeah, That Azul. Yeah, with Dark Sky. The one that you never the got blueberry. to try. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. that one. The one that yep. was so good, it was gone before you could have it. Uh, I've told so <laughs> many people about it, like... like 
the story. But you're not bitter about it at all. No. Like, it's not like no. you're holding on to it or anything. No, no, yeah. I'll never forget it. Uh, but <laughs> Just like <laughs> my tattoo, I'll never dreams. forget my tattoo. Exactly. <laughs> it was fun. So this certification, this, this is basically, it's like, hey, you know your shit when it comes to beer. Um, we're going to be focusing on, well, at least the, the four of us are going to be focusing on the level one uh, beer server. Right. And it's cool because they they break it down. They break it down into into basically five bullet points, right? So you pay for the test. They give you study materials, and then you take the test. You can also get your study materials on the Cicerone website. Okay. Um, okay. So you can download that. You do need to create a little portal for yourself, and you have a little profile, and you'll get emails um, but yes, you can do that. There's also other websites, um, such as the one that I'll be giving you guys your little practice test on. And you can do like little practice tests on your own. Okay. Um, but I yeah, do practice tests every day. We are going to practice every single day. You have <laughs> yes, nine practice tests on that piece of wood right there. So, <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying it's called being married. No, yeah. Pop yeah. uh, uh, quiz, hot shot. Did you do everything I told you to? <laughs> I didn't hear you say anything. Actually, is that the right answer? Yeah, I don't know. It's a trick. So. All right, so they break it down into five. Let's go through these real quick. So number one is keeping and serving beer. That is, it's key. It's a right. good number one. Yeah. Yeah, it is very, yeah. Like, like let's literally, start with, how can you take care of this baby? Because right? literally yeah. nothing else with beer can happen until that's taken care of. Right. It's actually kind of funny that, that bullet point number four, though, is the brewing process. You would think that would be number one. Right. Well, I mean, if we're talking about from a <laughs> well, server standpoint, yeah. like we're talking right. about the people at the yeah, at the bar, point. and they're going to work their way from the bar back, probably. Right. That's a good point, Brandon. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Once again, ruining a good story yeah. with facts. <laughs> yeah. Information. A lot of times, like even consumers, they'll walk into a bar, and they won't realize that it's a tap room and not a brewery. Mm-hmm. So people will ask me if I'm at the tap room. They say, oh, well, where are you guys? Where's your beer? Where's your brewery? And we're like, we don't brew beer. What they kind of get confused on is they'll see the keg room mm-hmm. and the keg room is where we'll store all the kegs and we keep yeah. them at a certain temperature and that's where we you know pour them out but people who um just like beer don't necessarily know this know the processes yeah. and that'd be really embarrassing if you had a bartender saying uh well it's in the back no 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 it's in the basement i think i think <laughs> yeah, i don't know it's across the street yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah so that is a very that's a it sounds silly to us but it's actually a very important um, detail for a lot of people. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's and they cover two draft systems, which yes. um, I, I don't know. I think I've been to many a places before I really started hitting breweries hard yeah. where I would go to places and I'm like, ah, man, I do not like that beer. Like, the beer does not taste good. Come to find out after all my experience now, the draft lines that they run them through and the way they store the kegs and they all They hadn't that. cleaned it in a decade and a half. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Okay. That's where it gets fuzzy in the line. <laughs> yeah, you know. The unintentionally fuzzy. <laughs> right, yeah. Just I mean, little hairs like under the sea just <laughs> floating around. Yeah. Sea monkeys. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not right. No. That's not right. No. You do not want why, that. Why is my beer talking to me? This is <laughs> not okay. It's <laughs> looking at me. I can just see like a it's Muppet just contact. coming out of your beer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you don't want that. So that's where no. draft systems come no. into play, right? Yes. De- desperately uh, don't want that. Oh. Uh, glassware. Glassware, mm-hmm. too. Like, I've always a person that was like, ah, does it matter what glass yeah. I was going to say, that's a hard one for me to buy into. I believe yeah. it. Like, and there's everybody says it, but like, I've never experienced it where. 
it's, wait till you do experience it, and right. you'll be wanting the proper those, glass for the really? rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll be a real straight. Which is what I'm scared of because that yeah. means when I buy a different kind of beer at the store, I also need to go find the glass for it. Exactly, and I, you know, I have a, a handful of glasses that are just you know simple beer glasses, but even you know an etching on the bottom mm-hmm. to keep it bubbling. That's yep. one of the things I always look out for. That just seeing bubbles come up makes mm-hmm. it more enticing for me, and That's it's good for the beer. True, yeah. yeah. Yep. Definitely good for the beer, and it's not like it's a necessity, It's and it's not necessarily a luxury, but it is something that it's just like, ooh, if I see this edgeware, I'm going to be more inclined to want to drink out of it, mm-hmm. you know? Well, well there's, yeah, go ahead. It, again, we've talked a little bit already about this idea of the craft that went into making the beer, and so if there's something that is going to make this beer more what it was supposed to be, then, like, that's right. what I'm looking for. I, I want yeah. this beer to be everything... Everything it can possibly be. If I dislike the beer, I don't want it to be because of the lines. I don't want it to be because uh, they didn't actually bother to clean their glasses before they... I I don't want it to be any of those things. I want to know either I like this beer or I don't. Right. Mm -hmm. be able to count on that. And there there really is, there's a ton to the experience. I mean, everything from the way that your shop is designed to what you're holding to the music actually all affects your experience of the beer. So I can completely agree. Like, if somebody handed me this fancy glass, I'd be like, oh, well, this is a fancy beer. And then I would approach it differently. Mm-hmm. Just so even if... I'm sure there is something to, like, aroma release and things like that, but, I mean, even just from the experience, that will affect your taste as well or your right. per- perception of the taste. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. love when I order a beer at a place and I haven't been paying enough attention on the menu. And so I order this beer that sounds delicious, and it comes out in a goblet. That's just like my favorite pleasant surprise ever. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize I was going to be this classy tonight. Look at me yeah. go. It's going to be 10 ounces of heaven. Yeah. Yes. I remember the first time I went to um, a particular place. I won't name it. It's a, it's a big chain. But I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm not getting a beer that looks like that. So I, <laughs> I, ordered, I ordered my beer. And it came in a glass that was approximately a yard tall. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Right? You don't say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm like, oh, man, they bring it like it's I'm a one. I'm so ashamed you... <laughs> it took me that long. Gosh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I was like, that is, at the time, I didn't realize that was not proper glassware. But I'm like, here I am sitting in the chair. The beer is on the ground beside me, and it's still here. It's kind of cool, and, you know, it was It, it looks cool. nice up until you realize how much work am I going to have to do to get those last couple drinks? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. It's like I'm blowing a Viking horn or something. <laughs> uh, Which should be how you order the beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's number one, right? Keeping and serving beer. Anything else that you guys want to add to that? We've got beer storage, draft systems, glassware, serving bottled beer, serving draft beer. I mean, I'm just looking forward to getting better at that. Yeah. Uh, being, you know... It still happens every now and then where I'll be pouring someone a beer and you get that comment from them. Oh, I remember my first beer pour. Right. Like, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, look. Yeah. It's nothing but head, like yeah. overflowing. Yeah. Oh, like, oh you, you only wanted half a beer, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what you wanted? I took a bottle to a friend one time and, like, a, a, like a, we go over to these people's house and the guy likes beer. I know he likes beer. So I bring, like, you know, probably like a. $15, $20 bottle of like Jester King, right? Nice. He's like, oh, cool, man. He's like, you want me to pour? I'm like, yeah, sure. Just like straight into the glass. I'm like, what are you no. like, I'm just, Jackie, my wife, I can see her feel her like touching my leg. Like, don't say anything. Like, <laughs> deep breaths, deep breaths. Just breath. ruin that beer. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm like, would have been fucking better if you would have did it right. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Yeah. Rookie. Uh, <laughs> yes. Number two, beer styles. Mm. So, 
that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Like just yeah. well, because again, IPAs are a very popular one and very easily identifiable, but there is just I always get upset and I try not to, but I'm not good at it. When someone tells me they don't like beer and they just leave it at that, I'm like, that's that's not actually it's really hard for me to believe that's a meaningful statement when you say that. Because it's Again, I, I am a teacher, and so when a kid tells me they don't like reading, it's like, well, okay, we need to find a different book for you. If you say you don't like beer, we need to find a different beer for you. Yep. Because, I mean, people who, I, to be fair, people who say, oh, I just like beer, that's generally also not a super meaningful statement because there's going to be some stuff out there that is definitely not for you. Right. Yeah. And I want to yep. have that knowledge base of what it is I'm looking for. What are the things I the things that I do like about beer, which of these styles is really going to consistently hit that mark for me. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think like, um, like you were saying too, what I really, I've been to places and I'm like, you know, I don't know. They, they ask like, what do you, what do you like? Like, what do you like? Do you like dessert? Do you like more like, yeah. you know, salty foods and stuff like that? You know, I guess that was more towards the beginning of, of my beer adventures, but, um, understanding those styles as a server that's essential, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's almost like you have to do a little bit of investigating when you have somebody coming in at like nine o'clock at night and they're coming into your craft beer bar and you have 23 beers on tap and you say, oh, well, where'd, where'd you guys come from? What'd you have for dinner? Oh, we had Thai food. Oh, so you had something spicy. Do you want to try something like something a little bit cleansing to the palate? Do you want to kind of keep those flavors going? So you kind of have to, you know, know your knowledge base on what flavors actually can yield to kind of mm. also help maybe a keep them in their seats for a little bit longer and more than just for one beer. So yep. obviously they're going to say, oh, well, now I'm intrigued. Now, like this bartender knows what I like. Let's see what else we can do. So yep. that's kind of that's kind of like that. It like comes that. from experience. B, it may not necessarily come from just getting Sister Roan certified. It Absolutely. comes from experience yep, and, yeah. and how to talk to people and how to know, like, okay, what what do you think that you can get as close to the pin as you can when it comes to serving mm -hmm. them a beverage that you enjoy yourself and that you want them to enjoy? Right, and it's kind mm -hmm. of going from most basic to more specific, right? So right. I am at the super basic. So I like dark. That's as much as I know. Like, there's dark and there's light. So uh, there's not a whole lot of... The next step for me is then there's dark, so there's different kinds of dark, right? There's right. a stout or a porter or something like that, right? And if there's ambers, there's different kinds inside that. So, I mean, we literally, I look and say, is this a dark one or is that a light one or is that, you know, and then I kind of go from there. So it would be nice to get from just to that, even that next level to understanding that, oh, I'm in the mood for something dark. Then there's kind of two branches there, right? Or there's the fork in the road. So just getting a little bit more specific and then hopefully get more specific even after that and be able to say, oh, well, that one has this in it, so that's what I really want. So sure. it's being able to navigate the menu more than just color or 100% relying on the server whom we've said, you know, it's not even a 50-50 shot if you're going to have a good server or not, right. you know? So. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool, too, um, the style parameters, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the, you're doing the beer judging Yep. Studying for the beer judging Studying for the beer judging. Yeah. I started that process about a year, about six, eight months ago. Okay. And that one's even more intense. It's kind of, it does remind me kind of uh, what the level two looks like in, in Cicerone, uh, to be a certified Cicerone. Now, to clarify, level one is a certified beer server. Right. Level two is official Cicerone. 
Um, like tasting, you're, you're doing taste evaluation. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to um, the BJBC, uh, it, it trains you on how to find those off flavors. Tells you how to find, okay, if this beer doesn't isn't supposed to taste like what the brewer has specified, then, then you know that you need to have process of elimination, figure something out. And it tells you, like, okay, if a beer tastes like burnt popcorn, yeah, there's going to be, or really buttery popcorn. Like, that is not what beer is supposed to taste like. Unless they intentionally made that beer to taste like, you know, AMC 24 is hard, like butter popcorn. Yeah, exactly. One-off things. Orville Redenbacher brew. Like, they don't want to do that necessarily. But even some styles, though. There's even some styles that have, like... True. I think, because we did, uh, Luke and I did the off-flavor class at Four Peaks. Yeah. Um, I think it was the Scotch Ale. Was it the Scotch Ale? Remember that he said something specifically. He's like, some of them have a higher... Diacetyl. I don't remember which beer it specifically was, but yeah, I remember them mentioning that certain ones, that's kind of a, not necessarily coveted, but something you definitely want in there to fill out the style guidelines properly. Yeah. yeah. I, think yeah. I saw that on yeah. Helio, I think, was doing that on Instagram recently. Oh, okay. I think they were showing them, like, and I was like, nice. That science, even, okay? Yeah. I got to I mean, figure could, that out a little yeah. bit more. Like, there's... <laughs> yeah. And it could be anything from... it was from, on a scotch ale, you're right. Sure. Oh, I'm sure it could be. Because, I mean, it could be anything from contaminated barley and hot... Or uh, barley and wheat. Um, it could be anything from uh, the brewing process. It could be off flavors of, you know, the water. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have too much calcium in the water, too much sodium. Which, you know, if you're brewing, you know, a uh, you know certain style. So, say, like, you're doing, like, a Berliner Weiss or even a Goza. A Goza would actually benefit from having a saltier, heavy water. Sure. Um, but that also just depends, again, on the beer styles. Yeah. So you just got to be careful and you got to know, like, okay, um, why is my Pilsner taste like salt? Okay, right. it's not a Mexican lager, it's a Pilsner. So where where do we skip it here? Or why does my Scotch Ale, you know, taste like um, dirty feet? Right. Why? <laughs> why, God, why? That is the, uh, <laughs> that is the toe jam. Um, there is a toe jam ale. flavor that they, yeah. that, they, that they tell you to look for. And it's... <laughs> horrifying when you're training for this too. <laughs> when they tell you you're going to taste something truly vile now go ahead and sip up yes yeah well that's like okay can i just trust you yeah it's like uh one of those harry potter uh <laughs> the jelly beans oh uh, um, yeah they taste no. like barf i almost threw up when i had the i had off. one yeah, yeah I, I had skunk yeah. <sighs> skunk was bad i i mean it like burnt my nostrils I got, it's like chewing on like a hot pellet like yeah. I couldn't Ooh, taste yeah. anything for a day it sucked <laughs> it well, when we did when we did the class I don't think I told you this Luke but uh, I took my buddy Chris with me um, and I'm like yeah dude we're gonna do this off flavor class you know and we're gonna give us bad beer and you know they're gonna taint it and and we need to identify it, you know that so we go to the four peaks the tap room at the the tap room at the actual brewery which is Brewery is just unbelievable. On we'll see. Yeah, nice. uh, no, on Wilson. Oh, on Wilson. Like their, Wilson. Their production facility. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at the. They have like nine beers on the tap list, and they give us a beer when we get there. Um, and we're sitting there talking, and they're like, "All right, you guys ready to have some shitty beer or something like that?" <laughs> and he looks at me. He's like, "Wait, are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. We're like figuring out off life." He's like, "I thought you were messing with me." <laughs> so, so he thought we were just going to go through and taste beers. I'm like, "No, dude. We're drinking crappy beer, so you know." And he was he wasn't pissed, but he's like, "Dude, really?" And then afterwards, he's like, "Tell me, we're was gonna, awesome." Yeah, so just promise me we're gonna have like one good one after we're done. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna yeah. let this be the last. <laughs> that flavor it was, yeah. of the day. Right? Well, they gave us that brewed IPA, which was really really good too. The interesting thing about that class too was that, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the flavors 
are off flavors. All of them are off flavors, right? But some of them, like I was saying earlier, you kind of want them in your beer. For instance, uh, the lacto off flavor, getting that real sour taste. Obviously, kettle sours need that flavor. Whereas if you had that in, say, a Pilsner, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find a good reason for it to be in there, of course. So yeah. it was it was interesting for me to see how certain off-flavors contribute to certain styles, and that's one of the things I'm excited for on this project is figuring out what those are and how they kind of fall into place. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. Well, that leads us into number three. We kind of already touched on it, really, but it's beer flavor and evaluation, right? Evaluating, tasting beer, right? Obviously, through, level, through this beer server, we're not going to be judged on tasting beer graded on that right we're not going to be giving it a 90 point you know no, 100 we're not point scale we're not here to judge we're just right. here to test our own knowledge right we're right? going to do online beer tasting yeah <laughs> okay now what do you feel with this so but it's i like it because it's it's teaching you how to properly taste the beer so you can mm-hmm. identify those things like you were talking about Brandon. right yeah yeah, it's funny. We sat down with Barbecue for a podcast recently, and and I had Helton's uh, Baltic Porter. Baltic Porter, yeah. And there was something, and I saw it on again. I saw it. He posted that there's like a fruit finish on it. And I was like, I freaking knew it. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I don't know it well enough to say it confidently. Yeah. And I was like, I. They're like, is it good? I was like, I. I think it's good, but I don't really know how to taste beer yet. And he looks at me, and goes, with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I knew that. Obviously, but, Steve. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Being but, able to taste it, and, and that's going to be huge. Just be able to more specifically know what I like and don't like and be able to tell you why. Yeah. And yeah. combining that back with that idea of the different styles and what's supposed to be there and bringing a little bit more of an objective like standard for what it is. Like, again, even if I don't like a particular style of beer, being able to say, well, if you do like this style, this is a good example of it. Because it does hit these flavors and these points. Checks the right. box. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my, one of my biggest pet peeves are the people who do reviews about saying, oh, man, that beer was shitty. Well, like, well, was it a shitty beer or do you just not like ambers? Yeah. You know, like right. there, mm-hmm. there's a huge difference. And, and there's value in that for, um, for the breweries where, you know, they want people to tell them, hey, dude, this is, there's something wrong with this beer. Right. Like they want to know. Like Doc from Petal House is big time. He's like, dude. Not enough people dump beers down the drain. It's like it's losing money. He's like, but I, I, what do you say? He budgets it or pretty much, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He plans a certain percentage each year that, and if he doesn't dump that much, he's like, okay, did I correctly evaluate this? Um, so they want people to say, dude, something's off with this beer. You know? Yep. They don't want someone to say, dude, then your beer sucks. Well, why? I don't know, because I don't like Pilsners. Well, then why the fuck did you get a Pilsner? <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> you know we had other options. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm more of a yeah. stout guy. Yeah. And why did you get a lager? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, once again, we're making good segues. Good segues. So, we've covered keeping and serving beer. We're going to cover beer styles. This is all in that test. Yeah, yep. Beer flavor and evaluation. And now, beer ingredients in the brewing process. Oh, man, I'm super excited about that. You're mm-hmm. excited about all of them, Brandon. I, I love know, it, man. I, I love it, yes. I'm easily excitable, too, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know you can tell by my demeanor, but <laughs> yeah. I, I get pretty excited. So I love it, I mean, it, I man. hear everybody talk yeah. about all these things, and, you know, uh, I guess malt is a flavor that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. I look at AJ because he has to tell me what I like. I have to kind of keep track of, okay, wait, he liked this beer, which right. focuses mostly on this. I'm so, pretty okay. sure the malts yeah. are, are what I like. It's more only, malty. Yeah. More the yeah. sweeter beers. Right. Yeah. And so yep. being able to tell the differences, you know, like, again, being a coffee roaster, like I love 
having beans from different regions, different elevations, different soils, and you get to tell, oh, well, this has this flavor, and then when I do this, it pulls out that flavor or it does this to the body. So the ingredients that go into it, I mean, a beer can only be as good as its ingredients, right, the source materials. So uh, I'm looking forward to being able to learn more about what goes into it. And then the I'm not a science person, but, you know, I've had enough experience with coffee from that perspective to be able to appreciate whatever's going in is going to result in something coming out what happens in the middle there and why well again you know goes from basic to more specific and then you can really know what you're talking about sure and being able to appreciate the genius of some of the people who are able to figure out which ingredients they want to mix i mean uh there's a burger place by my folks house that i love going to because it's just I look at their menu, and all of it seems like it has to be completely random. Yeah. But they have completely won my trust. I'll go in. It's like, uh, yeah, give me this week's special. That sounds awful, but sure enough, here it is, and it's delicious. <laughs> How did you – what was the process for you sitting back there and figuring out, you know what, I'll bet this would go really well with this. Yeah. So being able to appreciate, again, that craftsmanship that goes into like those decision-making processes, knowing what they want and knowing exactly what they're going to need to get it there. Yeah, it's not like a matter of, a, it's not a, like remembering, like when I advise college students, I used to tell them um, school is not about learning, it's not about remembering information, it's right. about understanding this concept and, and you can apply your own, right, your own. Absolutely. That's what Dark Sky did, right? So I don't yeah. know if we talked about that before we oh, started recording. They were, about, but They were one of the ones you mentioned when you came on our podcast as well, as yeah. like one of the places that you just really respected them for yeah. how they approached that. Because they were just figuring stuff out. It, you know, just like, hey, what goes with this? What goes with this? And now it's awesome because now, like, they're Hell's Lager. Like, just it's so cleanest, popular. purest it's... beer you can make. And they killed it. Mm-hmm. The guys that were throwing juniper branches into the, into the <laughs> you know, into the, the kettle, like, are now, like, like so, so they took an approach that most people don't. Like, you know, most people are like, hey, we're going to have this classics, these classic styles. Then we'll branch out a little bit. These guys are like, no, nah, man, we're going to do whatever the hell we want to do, and we're going to figure out flavors. Balls yep. to the wall. Yeah, exactly. It's Donnie and Ryan for you. Yeah, right. They really <laughs> exactly, are. yeah. Again, if you're going to make a mistake, make it with confidence. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Right? yeah. Just exactly. go for it. <laughs> yeah, so so it'd be cool to learn about all the ingredients, uh, hops, and how hops is, mm-hmm. you know, I would like to identify how different hops, you know. I, I know that I don't like Simcoe hops. Um, they have a... Uh, Piss, cat piss, <laughs> no, but no, that, but that is a real thing. Although like ammonia, like a real right, right, right. it's ammonia. It's almost like yeah. what you get in a Sauvignon Blanc. Is, yeah, I know. It's, it's you, very true. If you break my co-host, you have to replace. I know. It. If you yeah. break my, co-host. but it is in the list of like of like authorized <laughs> like description. Right. Cat piss, like or cat urine, like that's a desired like. Yeah, so some people like cat urine. Let me tell you, you know, nobody so. desires that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying this beer that has the Simcoe hops in it. So, like, if, I if, appreciate your Brandon saw me almost going, ah, I'm just going to pull yeah. back on that. If, one. if I had had that as a description of it going in, I'm probably not ordering that, to be fair. But, yeah. but no, like, yeah. as someone who, again, I like really hoppy beers, um, but I don't have any sense of the different hops and what makes them different. And, and so I'm really looking forward to that. That's and that's one thing that I want to bring to us is get different varietals and test our knowledge on what smells. And I don't want to put a hop, you know, hop cone in your mouth and, you know, make you regret being friends with me. I was going to say, I've heard that's awful. It's, it's heard lots not of people lots of fun. The, the pie ate one. Remember Listen, I ate one. It's, that's, it's, that's, it's, that's what I heard uh, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First one was like, I think this was a dud. I'm like, oh, it's not bad. They're like, no, eat this other one. All right, cool. 
Oh, that's it. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 This and is the gets, awful thing you promised. It's okay. stuck in your teeth, and you're just like trying to get out of your tongue, or like, yeah. oh, this is the worst. And your tongue is numb, and you're just like, this was not the best decision. So I appreciate you not life. wanting to do that to us. Yeah. I'm grateful. It was worth so the it'll story. be. We'll be doing it mostly on <laughs> yeah, smells. Like, yeah. um, smell is actually the closest determination of your brain. It's like you know, mm-hmm. closest point between A and B um, to recall memory. So it's not taste. It's mm. not vision. It's not you know audio. It's it's smell. Huh. So if you close your eyes right now and you take a nice deep whiff of something, it's automatically going to take your brain to the last memory that you had of it. So for example, if I take a smell of my jacket and it smells like clean laundry it reminds me of you know me doing laundry last night at 12 30 in the morning or it reminds me of like when i was a child and like the smell of that laundry like brought me back to my mom's house you know it has very 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 deep roots so when you kind of look at different smells it can be anything um and then if you're one of those really cool people where you connect smells to colors and when you see a color it reminds you of a smell. So, like, for example, I'm looking at this maroon shirt over here at Mesquite River Brewing, and it's very maroon, and that smell or that color reminds me of ASU campus. When I'm walking through ASU and I see nothing but maroon and gold. That's just me because I'm weird. But you are. It's, it's, I'm totally weird. <laughs> see, it made me think about bad our football team. <laughs> see, there you go. I was just like, dang it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, smell is a very, very interesting conduit to our memories. And when you are trying these different hop varietals, trying different beers, when you smell them first, your memory is going to help you describe the flavors that you're experiencing already even easier. So as we're speaking today, um, I know we don't have any cameras or footage on this, but I actually have, like I mentioned earlier, this flight. And as I'm going through my flight, I'm making little notes. And Carl asked me to do a couple little notes and do a little bit of critique on all of this stuff. And honestly, the last one that I had... Um, was the Greasewood Brown Ale. And it's very malty, sweet, and it sweet immediately... Shit. Yeah, it immediately reminded me of the first time that I had um, my first malty ale, which was, you know, Kilt Lifter, really. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, I think 21, I think. Oh, at Four Peaks. <laughs> I was at ASU, yeah, yeah. 14, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was at ASU. We're past and the just, statute of limitations, don't worry about it. I know, <laughs> thank you, thank you. No. I know, I'm 33 right now, so I'm just like, screw it. Well, I was going to uh, say, well, we're going to find line, uh, you know, assuming yeah. somebody's age, especially the lady. Listen, uh, thank you for not thank you, not calling me out that, oh, you totally look 33. Thank you for not even saying that. But, but no, it totally threw me back. I'm like, mal- scotch ales and malties just bring me right back. And that's yeah. just a, that's one example. It yeah. can do anything for anybody, really, um, depending on your experience. Four Peaks told he said about uh, skunkiness in a beer, right? Because the light exposure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Corona. He's like, I want skunkiness in my beer because it reminds me of being on a beach. Yes, you know. So he's okay. like, yes, yeah. He's like, I know it's you know, I own the biggest craft you know brewery in the state of Arizona. But I like skunky ass beer, right? Because <laughs> it takes me back to the beach. I think uh, he was specifically saying too, like when he's on a patio drinking beers with his friends, it puts him in that place mentally yeah. as he's doing it. That's yeah. when he likes it yeah. most. Yep, yep. So most people are like, ah, it's skunky. He's like, yeah, bring on the skunk. There was a story I was listening to on uh, about a coffee roaster, and they, there's a flavor that they look for. It's like iodine. And yes, that's an off flavor yes. in the coffee, right? But they they have a an ultra hiker or ultra runner and so he doesn't pack water he gets water puts iodine tablets in it and then so he's become so accustomed to tasting iodine the metallic that they have him come through and then he cups and he tastes all the coffees and he says that one has iodine that one has iodine that one has iodine and then they send those ones off so they have that guy who's like so attuned to that flavor 
that he they use him to pick, pick that up out. The, yeah, that's it was crazy. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. And finally, number five, Luke's favorite. Food and beer pairing. Food yeah. and beer yeah. pairing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite activities. So that'll be a fun one to learn more about. He's always. It's it's kind of funny when you're describing somebody's beer when we're meeting with like a brewery. He'll you are always pairing their beer with some sort of food, and you could typically cheeses too. Yeah, <laughs> cheeses. Yeah, uh, it's like, dude, cheese and your, beer is the best. Uh, yeah, when you I don't have, have to sell me. Yeah, with, no, the, with this or yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not that person though. I do not. I have to separate. I have to. I have to drink. And then eat, and then drink again. Mm-hmm. I'm like that with wine. To. Like I, yeah. I prefer wine <laughs> almost by itself, yeah. rather than with something. I mean, it's good with food, but I prefer just sitting and drinking it. But, but maybe I haven't learned the process well enough. That's how I learned to like black coffee. Like I, black coffee just tasted bitter. Yeah. And then somebody said, "Oh, here, eat this brownie." And I was like, and then I drank, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy crap, it tastes so good!" What kind and of brownie I'll, was? It? <laughs> yeah. Here, oh. bro, have this brownie. Hey, bro. It'll taste so <laughs> much Yo, better. It, this Dude, coffee's this is gonna the best taste amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They've got you figured out so well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like the movie Ratatouille when like the sparks just fly and like the colors are everywhere and you're like, Am I tripping or am I eating? <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Yes. Same thing. Yes, yes. So uh well guys, let's wrap this thing up. We're at forty eight minutes and forty eight seconds. Oh, wow, I don't think we thought we had that. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh so we're gonna go through this whole thing, but um we're gonna spread it out over series of a kind of landed on seven episodes yeah i think give, that's a good give or take uh, so be on the lookout for that in the next couple months before we go liz is gonna quiz us all all right and give i'll make a, it quick are you guys ready let's go are all you right. gonna are you gonna uh ask individually or are you just gonna oh yeah let's go round robin on oh, this y'all screwed all right I'm let's so see so if you get one wrong you're out yes and then the champion stands <laughs> okay uh, all right okay. all right, all right. And again, said we needed competition. You're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> that was your idea, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. All right. I also said it results in no confidence. So <laughs> yeah. That's going to be me. Because Eric said it uh, in the uh, beginning, Eric, this question is for you. Yeah. Name the top level certification in the Cicerone certification program, and it is known as Master Cicerone. Well done. All right, so there's he's only 18 of them in the world. I know, right? You get bonus points for that. Okay. I was really uh, hoping everyone would be eliminated before it got to I me. just saw check mark. He's totally keeping score right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AJ, this one's for you. Oh, good. The Cicerone certification program includes how many different levels of certification? Four. Good job. Yes. Well done. Nice. These are actually Stay questions alive. on the... They're not bad. These no. are just Quizlets. Okay. So this okay. is from Quizlet. So Quizlet probably had somebody in the certification program remake these. Okay. All but right. this isn't bad. Let's keep going. Uh, Luke. Yes. <laughs> True or false? He's inching over. If you are telling someone about passing this first level exam, you will tell them that you are now a certified Cicerone. False. False is correct. Nice, nice. Hanging in. Nice. What no would you be Brandon. instead? A certified beer server. Well done. Nice. Well done. Wow, double whammy. Does he get two points for that? I think I do. I think you do. <laughs> yeah, high five. Eric says no. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Because he answered it as a question. I'm right. Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Put <laughs> 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 a question mark on the teleprompter. Yes. <laughs> Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? All right, Brandon, for you. Fire when ready. Those who pass the first level of Cicerone program are known by what title? Didn't we, isn't that the same question? Like Cicerone server? Don't question the question. Okay, just sorry. answer it. 
Do you want me to repeat the question? Certified beer server. Okay, okay. All right. Half point. Half point. I'll give you credit where credit's due. Okay. That was a mercy question. Eric. I thought Eric. she was tricking me. Like, I was like, oh, it was the same. Anyway, keep going. Indeed. That's why I'm a teacher, man. I'm here to fuck your shit up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, just, I will tell that to my seventh graders tomorrow. <laughs> I'm here to fuck your shit up. No. You have to, like, just kidding. your teeth and say it like this. Oh, my gosh. And then, oh, yeah. And I do that when they don't Chris wear Marley their deodorant. The I'm like, why didn't you put it on today? Okay. Anyway, Eric. Yes. The terms certified Cicerone and Grand Cicerone are trademarked to the exclusive use of those who pass these second and third level exams in the Cicerone certification program. True or false? That was a lot of words. <laughs> say, say the first <laughs> part all, again. All the, none of the questions are about beer. They're yeah. just asking you if you know about what you're getting ready to sign up for. Okay, one more time, but slower. Yes. Okay, the terms, air quotes, yes. certified Cicerone, yep. and another air quotes, grand Cicerone, are trademarked to the exclusive use of those who pass the second and third level exams in the Cicerone false. Certif- for all. false. false because good job. it is certified and advanced. Advanced. After good that, job. we're going to have to say Cicerone like Grand Dr. Evil Cicerone. said lasers. <laughs> lasers. Uh, Cicerone. Everybody lasers. just in air quotes all at the same time. <laughs> Master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now my cycloptic colleague informs me apparently that's impossible. Uh, okay. Okay, so this is uh, definitely a little bit harder. We're elevating here. Uh, who wants to go next? Let's go. AJ. All right. Okay. When beer is served very cold, what effect does it have on its flavor? Are there multiple choice options? Because otherwise, nope. this is done. You uh, are. I'm out. Come on. Think about it. Think about uh, it. If a brewer serves super, super cold, right? So remember, you order a beer. Let's say remember you. Remember, Cold Brew Podcast talked about this to us? Remember how he's talking about the American. You remember that was legitimately our first interview. I'll but. give you a hint. If I served you, if I served you in a frosty, super, super cold glass, a stout or a porter, if I put that in a heavily cold glass and you start seeing like ice crystals on the top, right. what is that going to do to the flavor of the beer? Or if you had a natty, you would want. I, that. I mean, like the 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 short answer is that it kind of ruins it. Like you're not going to be able to taste the flavors. It's but. So the answer wouldn't necessarily be ruined, but the oh, a- the correct well, we answer were talking is about the stout. Sure, yeah, just for an example. Okay. Because it is such a heavily flavored, right. like it I'm trying so like you, can't you know taste it coffee. Right? Yes, the you answer is reduces the perception. The perception. Wow, Liz. Perception yes. or precipitation? Because precipitation. I'm almost I'm almost done with my flight here, guys. So it reduces the perception of all flavors. So you weren't wrong. Right. Got it. But you're on the right. And it precipitates a chilled haze, too. Precipitation. It precipitates a chilled haze as well, right? Yeah, very good, Luke. Uh, I was going to say, I I feel like there's more than one thing it does. Okay, Luke. Well, since since you piped up, this this next (laughs) one's for you. Because I know that you're going to, I think you're going to nail this one. All right, here you go. Which of the following is a pale German lager with assertive bitterness and alcohol of 4.5 to 5% ABV? Not and it's a specific choice. type of lager? It sure is. I'm guessing Pilsner. It is a Pilsner! Okay. Nice, Luke. Nice job, Good buddy. Job. Very proud All of you. All right. When she said which of these, I was like, oh, great. Now he gets the multiple choice. I should have said. <laughs> so it's funny because it does say which of the following, but I'm just going off like the uh, the answer key because we are running out of time. But okay. anyway, eh, fair enough. All right, Eric. Yes. Which of the following 
sorry. <laughs> You're not in the following. Which <laughs> is a notable exception to the three-tier system in many states. These are questions that you're going to have to know. What is the notable exception? What? What is the notable? Uh, <laughs> what is a notable exception? <laughs> what is a notable? What is a notable exception to the three-tier system in many states? That's another interesting thing too. It Home does brewers. talk about state by state, kind of like stuff. Say that again. Homebrewers. No. The answer is brew hubs that make beer and operate a restaurant or bar. So this is also another thing that I think we completely forgot to talk about, but I know that's in one of our bullet points that we were mentioning. Um, what is the difference between a brew pub and a tavern and a tap room and a brewery? Yeah. Um, and then kind of like what it goes in by state laws. So, for example, here in the state of Arizona, there are certain levels of, um, of what you can serve. Um, so, for example, at, say, the Whining Pig, mm -hmm. they are only legally able to serve uh, uh, just beer and wine. Mm -hmm. um, and also meat. Meat is considered wine, hence also yeah. cider as well. So you have, like, those varietals, but where you're not allowed to serve any liquor um, above a certain ounce or a percentage. So it, it will touch up on some of these, like, liquor laws in states, okay. too. But that's another cool thing to, that we get to look forward to. I completely forgot about that one. Got uh, one question for Brandon, then we'll wrap this big Go up. for it. I don't have a question for him. Hey. I want to get a question for you. Oh. Give him the hardest one that you got there. Okay. Nah, for I'm Brandon? Just kidding. Nah, just kidding. Nah. All right, hang on. Give him an appropriate Do one. Do it. Appropriate no, level. It's all right. All right, who wants to go last? <laughs> just fire away. Brandon, compared to English bitters, Scottish ales are generally what? <clears throat> compared to English bitters, Scottish ales are generally what? He looked at me with so much disdain when you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> this is such misplaced hatred and rage. <laughs> a plea for help in my eyes. Uh, I'll give I have you a hint. no clue. Like I don't like even this. know what an English I'll bitter you is. You would like, like this. Okay. okay. If you had an English bitter, you would know it. It's a very distinct one. But okay. is it higher or lower in alcohol? Higher. Higher, much higher in alcohol. Okay. Right. Yeah. Was it so maltiness, are, though? Was that the question you were asking? No, about? the question was compared to English bitters. Scottish ales are generally what? So a Scottish ale is going to be generally higher in alcohol than an English bitter. And if once you do try an English bitter, they are kind of harder to find, to be honest. Okay, so it's a comparison um, of styles. Sure. So Two when styles you, of which I've never yeah. had before. So when you try them, <laughs> when you get to like try out the Cicerone program, yeah, you will definitely... No, an English better. I feel like I'm going to be holding the group down in this project. No, no, not at all. No. You can bring we us believe up. in you. We're going to come at the end. Like I believe gym, in you. Like, it just gives us an excuse to drink exactly. more beers. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. It's going to be more like you Rudy than Karate Kid. Yeah. You've got to be, <laughs> you be really committed leg, to getting Johnny. better. <laughs> so if you want to try and like take your own pre-quiz, um, this was found on Quizlet.com. Um, this, again, was the Cicerone Level 1 practice test. Um, again, there are plenty of other uh, beer server study guides on Cicerone.org. Um, you can purchase those for several different courses if you'd like. Um, download them. There's even an e-learning program covered by the key content for the Certified Beer Server Program as well on their website. So that's other cool stuff that we get to look at. Beautiful. Looking forward to Yay. it. Well, guys, let's wrap this up. Thank you guys for this. Uh, absolutely. We'll be you the other idea at a later time. Okay. Deal. And we'll talk about it when we turn the microphones off. Okay. All right. <laughs> Cliffhanger. <away>. Cliffhanger. Yes. <laughs> yes exactly. So, all right, guys. Thanks for joining. Wonderful. And uh, enjoy the rest of your flight there, Liz. Oh, oh I will. <laughs> I got two and a half to go. Bye. <laughs>
guys, thanks for listening to the show. We're really excited about this miniseries. Uh, we'll keep you updated on the progress of that. Uh, in the meantime, check out the Inkledew podcast. That's I-N-K-L-E-D-E-U-X. All one word. Inkledew podcast. Check it out on your favorite podcast app or at inkledew.com. Show them some tap that love. Um, that sounded kind of weird, but kind of liked it too. Uh, anyways, and always remember... Stay awesome.